This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. It's Monday and you know what that means. It is the best day of the week as we have decided. Yes. We don't lie here. No, we don't. And you know what? I still feel like Mondays are the best days Mm. of the week. I used to feel really sad that Mondays would start because I'm like, nah, my weekend's over. But I'm like, you know what? My week's just beginning. Yes. Perspective is Mm. all that it really takes to change how you see anything. Ain't that the truth? And with all the craziness going on in our world and all the wonderful, lovely things, oh, I must share this share this with you. Um, I read this really cool, just a little inspirational meme, basically. <laughs> it wasn't a real meme, it was just a little post. Saying that somewhere out there, right now, someone is having the best day of their life. They've just uh. gotten the job of their dreams. They've just heard, I love you for the first time. They've just, I don't know, gotten the best bag of donuts that they'll ever eat. Oh, good day. <laughs> Somewhere someone is having a fantastic day. And you know what? Tomorrow that could be you as well. Or maybe, you know, that was you today. Mm, yeah. It wasn't me today. I had a good day, but it wasn't the best day. I had a busy day. It Studies, was... right? Actually, I, it was so busy I didn't get around to studying. My Eesh. mom had an exam today, so I had to do all of the cooking and the cleaning. Ah. So I am going to study when I get home. I love the like the team sport going on there because <laughs> we'll actually be talking to your mom a little bit later. Yes. We can yeah. ask her about her exam. You guys do not want to miss this one. But before we get into that, let's just listen to Stronger by Mandisa. I hope you guys enjoy this. Ah, yes. And that was Stronger by Mandisa. Quite a nice listen. It's a good way to start your Monday night. It is. You are definitely stronger now than you were this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say that much. You know, this morning, we were just talking about coffee this morning. I had a big old strong cup of coffee and I felt pretty good. And as the day went on, I started (laughs) feeling less good. But you know what? I'm not going to have more coffee because it'll keep me up at night. And That's very true. Ain't nobody need that. Those who can drink coffee and not stay up all night, Mm. that that is amazing. I'm so happy for you. Oh. She has a cup of coffee before bed. My parents as well, and they sleep like babies. Well, you know, not babies, because they don't wake up. They sleep like rocks. I want that for me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. We all want it for us. You know what? If you guys want to tell us any fun coffee stories, please send your stories over to 0817091657. We love to talk about coffee and all sorts of delicious things. Maybe you're a hot chocolate fan, because, you know, winter is a good time to get into a good hot chocolate. It's very true. Maybe you like tea. I was a tea person for many years, and maybe you like Horlicks. My family loves that. I don't understand. Milo. Milo. When last did you have Milo? Um, That's actually the default hot chocolate we buy. Oh. So I, I don't think it is hot chocolate though, is it? Is it not? I don't know. 
Oh. We better fact check ourselves. <laughs> but before we get into all sorts of fun and coffee drinking things, I wish we could have it in studio. Mm. We are going to be talking all sorts of fun things this evening. We have got our usual groovy movie. We've got a happy health tip. We've got a Bible quiz. We'll also be talking to a very important person who's just recently released a book and she has self-published it. So if you want to hear about some woman empowerment tonight on 180 Degrees, please do, please do tune in for that around 20 past 7. But first up, we have got Zoe with What's Down on Your Couch. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Welcome back to What's Down on Your Couch. Please ignore the tune that just played you can't go down into cape town as you know or maybe you don't i'm telling you now you can't so we've been we've changed the segment up quite a bit so all we talk about is just things you can do from the comfort of your own home i've done almost everything from the comfort of my own home then i thought to myself what else do i like to do recreationally i love reading especially when i was younger so i thought i would tell you about some Four books that really impacted me that I just loved reading and I would love to read again as soon as I can find them again. The first one was the Bible. I would recommend <laughs> in every respect that you always read the Bible, whether it be in whatever translation, if you want to try a new translation, some of them say different things, or maybe you want to read like, I was actually talking to Luane about this last week, about how I was starting to forget some of the Bible stories that I read when I was younger. So if you want to reread those, I would recommend you do that. The next book I read was a book called The River by Francine River. No, Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Sorry. Oh, that's a good book. It's so good. Mm. I read it when I was about 16 on the recommendation of like everyone I knew. Everyone had read it and I loved it so much. And I think it's based on the book of Hosea. It, it is. It is. Yes. So it's not, she's a great Christian author. She, everything she writes that I've read is so good. I think it's a book that will suck you in and it'll keep you entertained. Mm. The next was also another Francine Rivers book. It's called And the Shofar Blue. I love that book. It made me so sad when the climax of the book happened. But you know what? I will, I will read it again as soon as I find it. It was such a good book. And then the last book is not a book I have read, but I have watched the movie. And I thought the movie was absolutely beautiful. I spoke about it a couple weeks ago when I spoke about Christian movies you should check out. The book is called The Shack by W.M. Paul Young. Now, this book is a very good book, especially if you are currently struggling with your faith. And you know what? You don't have to tell us here. You, maybe you're thinking it, but it is a normal emotion that many people go through. And if you are having some questions that you would like answered and maybe you aren't finding the scripture at the moment, this person... If you read this book, or maybe if you just watch the movie, you will find the answer to so many questions. And I just think it's very necessary and important. Well, yeah, those are the four books I've recommended. Let's go straight into the groovy movie. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Groovy movie, I'll ruin it. Hey. <laughs> Time to watch the movies. Well, hey guys, welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. Now we're at quarter past seven and you are tuned into 180 degrees. So if you're unfamiliar with what happens in the segment of the show, we play a clip from a movie or a TV series. 
that you most likely watched when you were a little bit younger. Now, this week's movie is actually a movie series that is very wildly popular amongst the youth. It came out, I believe, 12 years ago, the first movie. It has, there are five movies in the, in the series, and the series has grossed over two billion US dollars. Wow. So it is really popular. It was a book. I read the book. I've watched the movies and it's very entertaining. A lot of people love it and it's it's kind of like almost a joke amongst many people. I hope the song it's because it's a movie, there is a song that plays throughout the majority of the movies that is very recognizable and almost synonymous with the name of the movie so that's what we're gonna play and if you have any idea what it is please whatsapp 081-729-1657 i repeat 081-729-1657 we would love to hear from you and i just really hope you guys have seen this movie because i loved it when i watched it but here here you go once again if you know what it is whatsapp 081-729-1657 enjoy and listen carefully Zoe on 180 Degrees. There is so much more for you to enjoy and explore on TBN in Africa. We bring you up-to-date and uplifting Christian programming and entertainment, and we will continue to do so in our quest to bring you credible and authentic programming designed for you and your family. At TBN in Africa, you can explore a wealth of content right from your home and enjoy access to many resources to help you shape your Christian journey. Join your TBN family on DSTV channel 343 and experience authentic Christian television like never before. To find out more, go to tbninafrica.org. TBN in Africa, for you, for life. Ah, uh, yes. So we just listened to um, Behind the Beauty by Josh Wilson, and it was quite a nice song. I really enjoyed it. Mm. It set a a vibe and a tone for the show. But before we listen to that, we listen to a little song from our groovy movie. Now, I don't like to keep you guys in suspense. You know me. I'm not like that anymore. I've changed. So I'm just going to give you the answer. And though a couple of you guessed it, you didn't get it. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So this week's groovy movie was the song. It's called, it's never mentioned in the movie, but it's called Bella's Lullaby from the movie series highlight and yes almost everyone and their sister i know learned how to play it on the piano when i mean those who could play piano yes they Mm. were like i'll learn piano just to learn this one song (laughs) like that's that's literally it okay (laughs) now that we've done that i am so pleased to introduce today's guest so we have a very accomplished woman coming in to speak to us if i do say so myself We have Pastor George coming in to speak to us. She has just written a book entitled Raising Generation Next. This book she wrote by herself. She self-published it. And it is all about everything you need to know in order to raise a child in this day and age and just in a godly fashion as well. I feel like if you have a child and you are interested, you should listen up and find out everything you can or you know maybe send in a few questions i'm yes. sure pastor george would be happy to answer you can send those through to 0817916657 so yes good evening pastor george how are you doing this evening i'm very well thank you good evening yes thank you so hello, much hello <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this fine evening to speak to us about your book we are so excited 
So I would thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I would first like to ask, how did you get the ins- inspiration to write this book? Actually, I, in 2017, I used to go out to the beach to prayer walk a lot. And at this particular time, I was facing a particular challenge. I was a bit of, it was beginning of 2018. I was facing a big challenge and I would go out in the morning to go and walk along the beach and just pray and speak to God. And on one of those walks, I made a vow to God about something that if he did something for me, I would do something else for him. It was a personal vow, which I made to just try and get out of that particular uh, quagmire that I was in. And what happened was, after I made the vow, I, I felt a nudge on the inside that I should write a book, and I should write a book on this title. I had never really thought about, I had never really seriously thought about writing a book about parenting. But I just had a nudge that I should write a book about parenting. And that began a dream. And I started to write one word at a time, one page at a time. And uh, here we are, (laughs) a year and a half down the lane, and the book is published. So I I think it was a vow that inspired me. It's such a huge accomplishment to not only write a book and to not only have it published, but to self-publish it. That That is absolutely incredible. So how did you do the research to write this book? Well, the truth is, over the years, I've been a parent now for many, many years, for over two decades, like uh, some of you know. That'll give and, you some um, experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, over the years, I've always been a very avid reader, and I've always collected information. I've read so many books by uh, um, Dr. Atkins, Dr. Brock, and so many books, many, many parenting books. And also, I have also gleaned a lot from my mother, my grandmothers, you know, I've also looked closely at the Word of God to see how it lines up with raising children, with living life today. And I just sort of like put all those experiences and all those information and all those things together. And I came up with topics that I felt that parents should actually look at in an easy-to-read fashion, you know, because many times when we read parenting books, they become too academic for some people, and some people struggle to read them. So I wanted to put together something that was easy to read, but still has the truth written in it. Hmm. So it would be very accessible for many parents, especially first-time parents who don't really know what they're doing. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I would like to ask what your dream is for this book, like especially in terms of what you wanted to accomplish and do for not just the book as an entity, but like for the reader who reads the book. You know, for me, I see when I look around society, in fact, when all of us look around society, many people see that there's a lot going wrong in our society. Things seem to be getting increasingly worse. And for me, I believe that the family is the bedrock of society. And I believe that many of us want to go out and change the world. But the best way to change the world 
is to change our family, one family at a time. That is so, so true. Yeah, so if we are mindful of the fact that as parents, God has given us a unique opportunity to influence our tomorrows, not just have children and unleash them to the world, but to like raise people that can be world changers in their own little way, by being committed parents, committed fathers, hard workers, you know, people who are not a nuisance to society, who are not a liability. If each family can get hold of the right information to raise a champion, and a champion does not necessarily have to mean raise a millionaire, just raise a good person who will in turn influence the world for the better. I think that's what I want the book really to accomplish, that it can be done. We can change the world one family at a time. I, I really love what you're saying. Mm. Mm. I, I really yeah. love what you're saying because it, it resonates with me because if we look at if we look at what's going on in our country, we ask ourselves what's happening, what's going on. Um, I yeah. recently also read this this quote, um, or just this thing to think about. What would your mother say if she saw what you're doing right now? Mm. Um, now, yeah. whether you've got a good relationship or not with your mom, <laughs> there's just something yeah. about a parent's opinion about yourself. Um, yeah. No, that really resonates with me. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How would you describe the experience of writing a book, writing this book? Yeah, if I had known it was this hard, I might have been intimidated. <laughs> oh, thank goodness <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that really made me continue was the fact that I felt it was an obligation that I had made to God. And, but it was tough. And I had a lot of... A lot of uh, start and stop sessions, I had a lot of confusing sessions, and, uh, but somehow the fact that I was determined to do what I promised that I would do, I just went one day at a time. So it was a very interesting experience, but it tried my patience a lot. Mm. It made me more, com- it, it tried my ability to commit and to actually start and finish something. Not sure of if it's going to be a success or not, but just keep going one day at a time. So it helped me to be more disciplined. And it took a lot of discipline. It took a lot of commitment. It took a lot of seeing beyond the immediate picture. And it also took a lot of perseverance from me. So it was a very interesting experience, and uh, I'm glad I went through it any which way. Do you feel at all like writing a book sort of helped you to get to know yourself a little bit better, your shortcomings and also your strong your strong points? Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Definitely it did. Okay. It really, really did. I, I imagine it must be quite difficult to stare at something and be like, ah, not as good as this at this as I thought I would be. This is tough and you need needing to face that. Um, and not only having to actually sit and write something, but having to overcome and like stare that stuff in the face, like that, that must be quite challenging. <laughs> yes, because one of the things that one of the things that I did in this book was I made prescriptions, and I was very honest about some of my own mistakes. I was very honest about some of the things that you know that I saw, my observations, and it made me understand how people can sometimes drop the ball, how people can get irritated and everything. And I'm kind of like glad that I did this when now that 
my kids are all adults, I can look back and I can see where I made some mistakes and tell people who are coming behind that, look, these are the shortfalls you have to watch out for. These are the things you have to investigate. These are the things you have to pay attention to. So it was a very enriching experience for me as a person as well. This is like so beautiful because like in writing this book, you're not only helping people, but it's also helping you as a person. Like Luane said, get more in touch with yourself and like admit to yourself what you've done. But also in doing this, you're helping other people. Mm. So it's like, (laughs) it's like you're helping. That's just like a beautiful. I I, I think it's so motivational (laughs) to people because I've often heard people say, listen, do what you feel like they needs to be done in the world like something that you're missing something that you would like to have like if you wanted yeah. to have this fantastic book on godly parenting and you can't yeah. find it write it go write one yeah. <laughs> be the yeah, change you want to see in the world all those young yeah. budding writers listening if you're looking for a book and you can't find it now's your chance go and write it <laughs> pastor george yeah. um, what is your favorite part of this book the truth is, the, the entire book is very, very, is very, uh, I, I love the book because I, one thing I didn't do was I didn't go on and on and repeat myself mm-hmm. over and over again. But if I were to choose a particular place in the book where I really love, is where I was talking to the girl child and to the boy child. And I discussed very important things, like things that, you should say to your child if you have a boy or you have a girl, things like you shouldn't allow yourself to be abused in a domestic situation. Mm. You shouldn't think that anyone is doing you a favor by marrying you. You shouldn't drop the ball on being economically uh, empowered on yourself. And as a man, you shouldn't, you, you should try to give your, the next generation a legacy of a good name. You understand? Because, you know, and also the fact that the end doesn't always justify the means. So you shouldn't get rich at the expense of someone else in a bad way. Mm. You understand? So it's when I'm speaking heart to heart to the boy or to the girl and telling them, look, this is what I expect. I want you, if you get married to someone, don't go and scatter someone else's family. Don't go and turn mother and son or mother, father, and daughter into enemies because you went into the family. Go and be a force of unity within the family. You know, go and you know that that would be my favorite part. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Zoe? I feel like that made me very happy when she said she, when Pastor George said that she was speaking specifically to like different genders because although I believe boys and girls should be raised the same, I believe that there are certain messages. Mm. that like may not penetrate as deeply yes. into a girl mm. as it would with a boy so i feel like that's very mm. important it, it is yeah. because society does mm. not treat the genders entirely equally there mm. are still quite strong mm. generals and you need to speak to those you can't pretend like they're yeah. not there yeah, mm. exactly. you, you see for me it's not so much of the fact that the genders are not equal i believe because the bible ironically christianity in christ the man and the woman are equal before God. We are mm. equal before Christ. I think more in terms of difference. We have different things to offer, and we have different giftings because of the gender that we are. None is superior to the other. 
they complement one another. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. It's like mm. the analogy of the man being like the head of the family, but the woman is like the neck or the shoulders, so she supports yeah. the man. Have you read that one? Yeah, I, I haven't, but I mean, yeah. I, I think for each and every marriage, people sort of figure that out. Yeah, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to ask, as an author, what advice do you have for any aspiring writers who might be listening in? The one thing I would like to to say to anyone who's aspiring to write is, if God has given you a message, or you think you have something that you would like the world to hear, it could be a story, it could be a a self-help book, it could be a book of poetry, whatever it is, because the one of the easiest ways to memorialize your experiences and your knowledge is to put it down in writing. I always say that I don't waste time clogging up my memory when I can easily write something down <laughs> on my notebook. <laughs> the same way, a hundred years from now, nobody will know what you were thinking except if you wrote it down. So... Write something that if God has given you an idea of any sort, a story, whatever it is, take the first step. The first step is not to go and uh, look for a publisher. The first step is actually to get behind a computer or a notepad and you write the first couple of words. <laughs> actually, write something down. Yes. <laughs> the journey of a thousand steps begins with only one step, and that one step for a writer is actually write something. <laughs> don't talk about it forever. Don't go on and on about it. Just sit down and write three words, four words, five words, and do it every day until one day you'll find out that you've written a collection of words that somebody will actually want to read. And when you get to that point, you'll continue to trudge ahead. Maybe you take it to a publisher. They don't want to publish it for you. Find a way, self-publish, publish Look for creative ways to help you get the message out. It takes tenacity. It takes a lot of tenacity, I must say. But everything can be done when you are determined to get it done. I feel like that message is like just so for me. Like, stop getting caught up in all of the details (laughs) and planning. And like, how am I going to make this work? Just, you know, just do it. Make it work. (laughs) Yes, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Like Nike says. There we go. Yes, because most of the time we get intimidated by mm. the details. Yes. So, but you don't need to do everything all at once. You only need to do the first thing, and then you need to do the second thing, and then the third thing. And here we are, a year and a half later. I never knew that I would be doing this at this time, but it didn't go the way I planned it. But it went the way God planned it. Mm. Where mm. can people find the book, and yeah, how can they purchase it? Um, right now, it's available nationwide on TakeAlot.com. Awesome. So if you go to if you go to TakeAlot.com, you can click on Tolu George, look for Tolu George among the self help books, and you'll find it. We're also working on getting it onto Amazon within the next couple of weeks. And um, we're also trying to open negotiations with uh, bookshops all over. Alternatively, you can also call me, you know, to uh, deliver hard copies to you wherever you are. But the easiest way, the most accessible way is on takealot.com. 
Okay, and that's Tolu George in the self-help book section. So you can go check that out. Yes. Raising Generation yes. Next. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Raising Generation Next. <laughs> uh, Pastor George, thank you so much for coming and sharing your energy because this is Monday energy. Your energy just, yeah, this is what we need to get into the week. You start your week with one little day and it's called Monday. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much, Lorna. It's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you so much. We really hope that people support your book. We know that it's going to be a fantastic success because you know what? You did the thing. God has called you to do this and you answered his call. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lorna. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you this very was... much. This was... Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> and God bless you all. <laughs> God bless you too, Pastor George. Enjoy the rest of your thank evening. You. I will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> That was very nice. That was great. I feel so uplifted. Even me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like maybe I should go think of a project or something Mm -hmm. to go and do, like, just to get into it now. Yeah. Mm, Just go do the things. Same. As soon as I finish this, okay, you know, I have an exam after this Wednesday, but then, like... I was actually thinking about that. Like, all the people who um, finished school, like, finished primary school, finished high school, finished a university degree, that all started with you just, you know, Mm -hmm. your parents parents just dropping you off at school. Like, there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now look where we are. Yeah. Well, you're almost... When when do you graduate next year? I actually know. um, I have two more years until I graduate, but then I can't actually practice until I either finish my articles or my pupillage, depending on which type of legal practitioner I want to be I don't know yet I'm leaning more towards being an attorney but we'll, well see you when see we get there. luckily you started before you figured it all out because by the time you get to that point you'll have mm-hmm. studied so many things you'll know exactly what you want to do exactly and if yeah. you don't God will tell you <laughs> and if I don't like I will I can go in I can try something and then go into something else yeah life is long well, not that long, but like long enough for me to figure out what I want to do. I feel like it's really interesting it's that Pastor George wrote about raising the next generation because I feel like the next generation isn't really the type who gets who like finishes school, mm. goes to university, and then does what they studied for the rest of their lives. That's like so, uh, so many of us aren't doing what we're studying at all, and like we jump from job to job and sort of figure stuff out and start up our own things and travel, and so it's it's very varied. And I feel like that's a whole different approach to life. And I think her motto just go and do it go do the things go try things mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out that doesn't matter that the point of doing something isn't for it to work out the point of doing mm-hmm. something is to do it yes. and to try it it's so true it's so true even like i know pastor george has like a degree like a bsc or something and like even after studying it like she never worked in that field but she mm. did it and that's just like evidence of what you said like a lot of people just end up not at all following the path they think they wanted or that they were going to have in their life sometimes Mm. that just doesn't happen and that's okay because you know that's not wasted exactly it's not not a waste of time it's added to your experience your life experience it's I hope all the students studying maths in (laughs) high school at the moment and they keep asking a teacher jefrouw because you know what it's good to know it mm. expand your horizons you might never ever you know what you'll never use that maths you again won't. you won't i haven't to this day i'm not very old but i haven't used any of that maths to this mm-hmm. day but you know what i'm glad i took it i'm suffered through i learned stuff i'm happy i did it mm. if you re- even note. remember what you said because i know i can't remember <laughs> half of what i did oh yeah before we get all sorts of negative <laughs> around here let us pop on over to the bible quiz 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m.
Right here and welcome back to the Bible quiz section of the show. If you're new here, basically what we do is we ask you a question about something that's in the Bible and then you get to guess what it is. And you know what? We don't shame around here. There's a lot of pages in the Bible. There are a lot of characters, a lot of things that happen. We can't know them all. But it is fun to see who knows what's going on. So if you want to play along, you're welcome to send through your answers to 081-729-1657 or if you just like to keep it to yourself because you know you don't want us to know that you don't know, play with whoever is stuck with you in your home during this lovely lockdown period. Today's question, we're sticking with the theme of parenting and, you know, trying to create a better life for your kids um, with perhaps someone who did not get that. Mm. It's a bit of a sad story. So the question tonight is, who is the mother of Ishmael? Now, his dad is famous. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows his dad. And I'm not going to tell you who his dad is because you should know who his dad is. Mm -hmm. But who was Ishmael's mother. And here is a bit of a tip. She was an Egyptian slave of Ishmael's dad. Mm. All kinds of messed up stories. <laughs> yes. So you can send in your answers to 0817291657 or your best guesses or try it home and stick around for the answer, which we will be giving right after. Are we going to play a song? Are we going to go to the happy health tip? We have a song on schedule. It's Ooh. called Heaven in the Real World by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Enjoy. And we just listened to Heaven in the Real World by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And what a vibe. It really Keeping was. Keeping the Monday vibes going. Very indie. I'm so into that. Oh, me too. Oh, so right before we listen to that lovely tune, we asked you an important question on the Bible quiz, which was, who is the mother was of Ishmael. Mm. Now, to know who Ishmael was, you must know that he is the half-brother of Isaac, mm. whose father was Abraham. Mm -hmm. you so might, they didn't have the same mother. No, they did not. You might know Isaac's mother as Sarah. <laughs> Everyone knows Sarah. Sarah, you know, this famous mom who laughed mm. at God. You know, <laughs> as, as people do. Silly Sarah. Mm. Um, <laughs> God came and surprised her. However... There is another woman in the story who is the mother of Ishmael, and she was the Egyptian slave of Abram, and her name was Hagar. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So now you Hachar. know if you didn't. Hachar. 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 <laughs> in Afrikaans, Hachar. Hachar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you trying to pronounce it like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, Afrikaans is a fun language. So thank you for playing along. Thank you for all the interesting answers that I'm sure that you guys came up with. So, shall we... Go on to the happy health tip. Indeed, let's get right into it. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. And I absolutely stand by that. Do mm -hmm. enjoy a good old piece of chocolate, whether it be, you know, with or without dairy in it or nuts. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like nuts. I'm one. Of, I'm some people. Well, there you go. <laughs> I love me some nuts. Anyways, today's Happy Health Tip is unfortunately not about chocolate. However, it is about our attitude because we know that life is pretty weird right now. And there's a lot of things that we can get upset about and get caught up in. But we need to change our attitude in the way that we think about things. It has been spoken about many times on the show how we change our attitude about Mondays mm -hmm. because, you know, we just simply went and changed our minds. It is a magical power that a lot of people have mm. to change their minds. So changing your attitude around cleaning yeah, I'm there listening. we go. 
<laughs> so I don't like it. I do it because I have to and because mess makes me anxious, but I don't like the process of cleaning. I feel like it's time wasted. I could be doing so many other things that I would be enjoying. It's just, it's not fun at all. But I have to do it. So if it's a fact of life, then, you know, maybe I could be trying to enjoy that hour or two that I'm cleaning a little bit better. So something that I try to keep in mind is how I feel when my house is clean or when my space is clean. So how do you feel when your space is clean? It makes me feel really good. Yeah. Especially because like my mom, she is someone who gets very uncomfortable like you in mm. dirty spaces. So I've kind of inherited that in a way, but I can also, I am ashamed to admit this, I can sit in the mess. <laughs> but <laughs> I like, it has to get to a certain level yeah. before, like I'll clean it before it gets to that level because I yeah. don't like to be there. But mm. like, I do feel better in a clean space. I think yeah. it. I think it, I don't know, it just affects people. I, I have a lot of theories on this, but mm. for me, especially if there's mess around, I get distracted by it. Like, yes. I can't look at anything else. I cannot continue what I'm doing I because I just keep focusing on it. Like, it's this constant distraction, which means I can't get to work. Now, when I was studying, I used to use cleaning as an excuse to not study. But then I realized, oh, I can actually focus better on my work because there aren't dirty socks lying all around mm. or I know those dishes around the corner are waiting for me because my space is clean and I feel like it's got to do with energy mm. and where we spend it. So another one of the points is... Um, to think about the flow of energy in your home. What are you spending a lot of energy on? Because actively avoiding something and actively procrastinating something does take energy. Not doing something takes energy if you're actively not doing it. Oh my goodness. I think, yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't know. Did you, have you ever noticed that after you've procrastinated something, you just feel so tired? Because you, you know, when you're like, oh, I have so much work to do, but you mm. click on next episode. Yeah, or, you know, I can relate. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you just get more tired and more anxious because it's spending yes. so much energy to not do something. That is so true. It'd be so much easier to just get up and do it. Now, I, this is, I don't know. I don't understand procrastination. I, there's so many reasons for it, but yeah. This is one of the reasons to try and overcome that. Cleaning can be such a schlep, but try to change your attitude so it isn't spent, isn't time spent doing something that you hate. So I, it is taking practice for me. Like I've, I've told myself, listen, I have to sort out the dishes because we are like four people living in a home and, mm. you know, dishes pile up because we're stuck there, all three of us. Mm. Yeah. During the day and laundry is a thing and sweeping because we have pets, etc, etc. All these things have to happen because, you know, my house can't be it's that not self-cleaning. It's not, you know what? I wonder if did the, did the Jetsons ever have self-cleaning homes? I feel like they did. Or was it their robotic maid? They did have that. They did have a robot. But everything was also so very... Automated. Yes. Now, until we get there. <laughs> I'm trying to see it as like a spiritual exercise. Mm -hmm. Like... I try to talk to God while I'm doing it. Like, I'm cleaning my home because I respect my home. I respect mm -hmm. my belongings. I want to take care of them because I want them to last. Because I can't go and buy new plates every time my plates are mm. dirty or when my cups get too crusty. You know, yeah, I've got to... So, I'm trying to see it as me respecting my space and me respecting the things that I own. Um, not giving them power over me, obviously, but mm -hmm. just saying, I, I enjoy using you. You are of fantastic service to me. And I will repay you by treating you well. Hmm. I talk to things. My kettle has a name. It's Kevin. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin the kettle. Yeah. Love that. I think this is something that you could apply to most things in life. If you don't enjoy something, but you have to do it over and over and over again. How can you change your attitude to try and enjoy it a little bit more? Like just change your perspective. Hmm. 
it That's does true. take some creative thinking, but I feel like we could all do it. That's very true. I mean, look at what we did with Mondays. Mm-hmm. I no longer dread this day. What would Garfield have done with this piece of advice? I actually don't know. I didn't <laughs> I didn't really watch the Garfield movies. Oh, were they movies? It's a cartoon, like a little cart- cartoon strip. They made in like, newspapers. They made it into a movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know it was a cartoon strip. <laughs> Oh, like, my word. Oh, no. Fun lessons with 180 degrees for everyone who didn't know there were movies and everyone who didn't know there were <laughs> newspaper cartoons. Now, you know, I feel like we need to end the show there before even weirder things are discovered about us. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, this is another episode that flew on by, guys. Mm. Next week, we'll be talking to people who are very knowledgeable in the area of gender-based violence. Now, as you know, that is something that has been going on in our country for literally centuries. Mm. But there's a highlight on it right now. There's a spotlight and we need to talk about it. So please do stay around until next week. We'll be talking about that along with all our usual fun things. So, yes, until then, this is 180 Degrees signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.